Hi, and welcome to the Fiercely Holistic Podcast with your hosts, functional nutritional therapy practitioners, Kristen Mahaley and Sierra Shea. With this platform, we're going to be your bold advocates, making healthy living achievable by providing small, tangible changes that will encourage your body to regain balance. I'm Kristen, board-certified holistic nutritionist and FNTP, owner of Nourish Holistic Health and Nutrition. I live on an ever-expanding farm in New Hampshire with my hunter husband, Dean, and baby boy, Henry. I'm Ciara, Juris Doctor and FNTP, owner of Aura Nutrition and Wellness. I live on Long Island, New York with my incredible husband, Tim, and beautiful daughter, Libby. We're thrilled to be joining you on this journey towards living a fiercely holistic life. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fiercely Holistic Podcast. So we are bringing you a short episode that actually we can't believe it's taken us 73 episodes to get to, but we're going to be talking about reading ingredient labels and food labels. We really want to empower you with some information on the foods that are going to support your body and your health journey the most. So here's the reality. You're all going to be eating packaged and processed foods at some point in your lifetime. And even those of us that eat super, super clean find that processed foods are unavoidable unavoidable in today's day and age. So today, our goal is to help you understand how to read this ingredient label, how to be empowered, and how to really make smart, educated choices. Thank you, C. It is crazy to me it took us this long <laughs> to get here. But we just had some big things to discuss. Yes. So uh, basically... We want to talk to you about breaking this down. There's so many different theories or views on how to read these labels. And we want you to know that what you need to focus on to approach a label is just like we what we encourage you to focus on when you're approaching your body as a whole. So a holistic approach to the body is not separating things out, but looking at the entire picture. And a holistic approach to reading a food and ingredient label is the same. Not breaking down, okay, what is the calorie content? What is the cholesterol content? But really this whole food as one viewpoint. So the most important aspect that we feel is a priority when you're looking at any food label is actually the ingredient list. And the most overrated are the calories. And it's pretty funny how marketing works in that calories are the biggest on the label and they're bold, and they're like in your face, those really don't mean anything. And and people are going to yell at me for this, but the reason being is a calorie is not a calorie. One calorie from a Kit Kat bar is not processed in your body the same way as one calorie from a carrot. So if you just look at calories and not look at what's in the food, then you're not going to have this overall holistic approach. Once again, you're segmenting things. So C, why don't you start by, I love your example of the chip. Yeah, I think (laughs) this is a good one because it, it speaks exactly to what you're saying. So I want you to think of a bag of chips, right? And you can purchase a bag of chips with three ingredients. You could make chips with three ingredients, potato chips. So potato, salt, and olive oil. And there are real live companies that that make those super clean ingredient lists. You can also purchase a bag of potato chips with 25 ingredients, including vegetable oil, maltodextrin, monosodium glutamate, natural and artificial flavors, dextrose, artificial colors, yellow six, yellow five, red 40. 
lactic acid, citric acid, sugar, disodium insominate, and disodium glutinate. Who on earth understands and or wants to eat all of those things? And like one one chip. One chip. One one singular chip. And like I'm just gonna get on my soapbox for a minute and say, who accepts that as a food? Like, why are we on Super Bowl Sunday fueling our bodies with garbage? Like, that's what these things are. Why can't you choose the chips that are three ingredients or two ingredients? Maybe they won't even have salt. So I don't know. This is just a good example for you to understand, like in a very black and white context, there are processed foods and then there are processed foods, there are calories and then there are calories. It is really important that you are reading the ingredient label. And actually, Chris, I'm super curious if the calories are different. Now that you're saying calories. So as you go to the next um, point here, I'm going to actually look into that. So That's I'm awesome. going to compare Lay's and I'm going to compare um, uh, Boulder Canyon. Boulder, yes, Boulder Canyon. Okay, awesome. And if if anyone's saying, well, I, I buy this brand of chips because they're more affordable or they're on sale, there are brands like Utz who make old-fashioned chips that are potatoes, salt, and lard. Or potatoes, salt, and peanut oil. And though that might not be like the best, best, best option for quality purposes of the fat, it's still, I would dare to say, like strides ahead of having sodium dioxide and red dye 40. This speaks to the example you had given in one of our other episodes. I think it was health is a journey, not a destination, where you don't have to go from craft mac and cheese to homemade mac and cheese you could go from craft to annie's and annie's to something better you don't have to jump because oftentimes what ends up happening is you either burn out you feel like you're just not doing enough because you don't see enough differences in the way that you're living whatever the story is so understand that this could totally be small steps like Kristen's explaining thank you c so Looking at your ingredient list, this is what we want you to read first on the label. And when we're saying labels, we mean on the back of the food, the nutrition facts, the food label back there. So underneath that rectangle, you'll see ingredients. Now, if you don't recognize something, your body won't either. We always joke here in Nourish, but if you can't read it, don't eat it. So just as you know, we've talked about this in the past. But when you're looking at that ingredient list, less than six ingredients is ideal. Please know that the ingredients are listed by descending weight. So the first ingredient means there's the most amount of that food or in some instances chemical in the overall package. And then the last ingredient means that's the least amount in there. Manufacturers will use two or more forms of sugar so that they appear lower on the list. So we've talked about sugars in the past and the keywords, they usually end in OSE, O-S-E. And if you're seeing multiple ingredients with OSE at the end, they're breaking up the sugar so it doesn't look like it's as much. 
Parentheses can make certain ingredients seem to be more or less kind of quantity-wise or important. So for example, rice puffs, and then in parentheses you'll see rice, flour, salt. You have to look at what's in those parentheses as well. And be cautious of vague ingredients like natural flavors or spices, just like we were talking about fragrance. I hope there's no fragrance in your food, but fragrance is such a catch-all ingredient as the same goes with the natural flavors or spices. And then lastly, gluten is not listed as a top allergen. So you'll look at the ingredients and and you may not see the word gluten, but you'll see whole wheat flour. And then underneath that in bold, it usually will say contains soy, trace amounts of wheat, peanuts um, produced in a factory that contains nuts and seeds. So really reading those ingredients, that's the first place we want you to start. So after you're looking at your ingredients list, Sierra and I would dare to say, look back up in that rectangle and take a peek at sugar or added sugars. This is one of the most important things to look at and avoid anytime there's added sugars, which it's funny, they're sneaky. They'll put this in really small font. It'll say total carbohydrates underneath that dietary fiber, then total sugars, and then like even a subsection down, like a English paper outline, you'll see in den- indented and even smaller font added sugar. Sometimes that can be like 10, 20, 30, 40 grams. So that's one thing that we want to keep an eye out for. Now, just some basic pieces on the top of the label. You're going to see your serving size. This indicates typical, not recommended consumption. Calories, as we know, say nothing of the overall health of the product. We want to focus on the ingredients list first. Total fat, this is your fat content, but it's not always about quantity. It's really, as we always talk about on the Fiercely Holistic Podcast, it's about the quality. So trying to stay away from trans fats and processed seed oils. And as I'm going through this label everyone. It's funny how many previous episodes are coming back. So maybe in a way it's meant to be that we did this one later because, you know, I'm talking about fat content. And and if you're like, well, what's the quality? You could go back to our episode on fats and same with sodium and sugar. So anywho, next you'll see in bold cholesterol. Dietary cholesterol has little impact on cholesterol levels in your body. So don't worry about this measure. Then in in bold, you'll see sodium. It is not evil. Sodium is actually essential. Focus on the overall food quality and your kidneys should balance out your levels. So unless there was a pre-existing condition with kidney failure or um, any issues renally in the body, this is one that your body can usually auto-correct when there's no added, you know, MSG or fake chemicals. And can I just say one thing about sodium? And this should of be, course. we should do a whole separate a separate episode on like sodium because sodium is not sodium. That's like maybe our new tagline. Food is not food. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like Himalayan sea salt, Celtic sea salt is not on any level the same as highly processed table salt. Like Morton's with the girl. With not the, the same. Yes. So... We want you to separate the two 
Um, and so I, we're going to leave the details for another episode to keep you hanging and keep you around. But no, really. So when you're looking at sodium, yeah, like Kristen's right in saying sodium's not evil and that your body will balance it uh, so long as you don't have any sort of uh, issues internally with that. However, we don't want to overconsume lots of this processed salt that was stripped of everything good. So I will just leave that there. Thank you, Sage. Yes. Great cliffhanger. Yes. We all and we all know when we do it. When you like go to a Mexican restaurant and you're mowing on three baskets of chips and then the next day you're like, "Why can't I get my w- wedding ring off?" Like <laughs> there's a a big component there of sodium, but like C was saying, that's very different than your pink Himalayan or your Celtic sea salt. And then finally, you're going to see a bold line, and underneath that, you'll see some different nutrients. And this is going to change depending on the label. So you might see calcium, iron, potassium, vitamin D. This is extra nutrient content information, and it's great, but most micronutrients, go back to that episode, should come from whole foods that have no label. So, you know, yesterday I was giving Henry a kiwi. And the label C on the front of the organic kiwi box said more vitamin C than an orange. Mm -hmm. Like one little baby kiwi and he was loving it. So there was no label on the back of the kiwi because that nutrient content comes from a whole food. And then just like we said, finishing this all out, you will see at the bottom of this your ingredient list. And final little point. There's usually an asterisk on the bottom of the food label that will say something along the lines of this next sentence. The percentage of daily value, or DV, tells you how much a nutrient in a serving of food contributes to a daily diet. 2,000 calories a day is used for general nutrition advice. I'm sorry, but if a three-year-old was eating this versus who's I don't know. How much do three-year-olds weigh? Well, I don't know. Liv's four and she weighs 40 pounds. Okay. A four-year-old who weighs 40 pounds versus a 50-year-old male who weighs 240 pounds. The 2,000 caloric general rule of thumb? What the heck? We're just once again saying everyone falls under this umbrella, which I hope by now, two and a half years in, y'all know that ain't the truth. (laughs) It's true. It's so true. And now I have another episode idea. We should like talk about kids' foods. I just get crazy about this kind of stuff. Yes. The chicken nugget was the reason I took the bar exam again. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I'm real, real passionate about this kind of stuff. So I'd like to just um, go back to the chip versus chip example. And so I actually um, want to clarify the first chip that I was describing with the ingredients was Boulder Canyon, like Kristen said. The second chip that I was describing was Doritos. And I want to share with you, I'm actually kind of surprised how similar these nutrition ingredient labels are. Like it's it's. It's shocking, but this is exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Okay, hit me, see. I'm hitting you. So the the classic sea salt, Boulder Canyon, uh, for 14 chips is 150 calories. For the Doritos, for 12 chips is 150 calories. So same calories, 
totally different ingredients two, for two, two more chips. Two less chip Or two more right, chips. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, two different chi- difference in two chips. Okay, now we're doing fat to fat. So the the good quality chip has nine grams of fat. The okay. poor quality chip has eight grams of fat. So you see where this could already screw you up? Yes. Right. Like so you're like, oh, my test, God, I do low fat. Blind test. You're like, oh, I'm going for the Doritos when the reality is the Doritos are far worse for you. Uh, cholesterol to cholesterol, they're both zero. Sodium to sodium. So the good chip has 120 milligrams. The bad chip has 210 milligrams. And what's the last one I should do? So I'll do protein to protein because, I mean, it's like ridiculous. You're not getting real okay. protein in chips. But protein in the good chip is three, milli- uh, three grams. Protein in the bad chip is two grams. Wow. So you have one chip with three ingredients, another chip with 25 plus ingredients with artificial coloring and, and, and disgusting in- ingredients. They're also made of corn, not potatoes. But the whole point here is ingredient label, uh, I'm sorry, food labels, nutrition labels could be wildly deceiving. And the focus should be on the ingredients you are eating, period. And so in order to mic feel... Mic drop. drop. I wish I could mic drop this, but it was expensive you, and I'm already having all- issues with it. So... <laughs> And you'd all have a headache for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah. So I just think Kristen and I want you all to feel wildly empowered around food. I mean, I know Kristen and I have struggled with food, our relationship with food. We have done the Weight Watchers. We have done the low fat. More years than we haven't, probably. A thousand percent. And I mean, I look forward to the day that we can't say that anymore, right? That it's like we've been eating healthy. So we just want to refer you to episode 36. This is going to be an episode that we're talking about which foods are a hell no. So when we're talking about ingredient labels, we in this episode didn't want to take the time to dive into each ingredient that we really want you to be avoiding. So the most common ingredients to stay away from, we go in depth in episode 36. I think it's only about a half an hour. We try to keep some of them short, but we're chatty and we also are very educated around this stuff. So we feel like we need to share all of the info. So go back to episode 36. We are going to drop that episode and the other ones that we recommended in this particular episode in the show notes. Thank you, C. Finally, know that this is a humongous mental shift. It's basically going against everything that you've probably been told, either consciously or subconsciously, about food and fat and weight and health, because the label is designed to have calories in bold, like, I don't know, 10, 15 times larger than the ingredient list screaming in your face like, hello, hello, hello. And when I did all those diets Sierra was just referencing, that was the only thing I'd look at. Only thing. There used to be one day a year, Sierra. It was July 3rd, usually, very specific. When my mom and I did Weight Watchers, we'd be going up to the lake. And on the way, that'd be our Big Mac day. We'd eat baby carrots the rest of the day, and then we'd go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac and a fry because calorically it was okay within our day. Mm. And then we felt like 
crap. Of course. But it's so, like, that was the only thing I looked at. So this is going to take a lot of time. This is going to take a lot of retraining your brain to look down to the ingredient list. And it's funny, I think each state is different. Um, I know New York was one of the first, but now when you go into even Dunkin' Donuts here in New Hampshire, you'll see like donut and then in parentheses the calories and then muffin in the calories. And the muffin has so many more calories than the donut. So people are like, oh, I'll just grab the donut. I don't know the legal. You may know. I don't know. And this is exactly. Yeah, no, I don't. And this is exactly one of the reasons that I wanted to get back into the legal aspect of this, because it's very misleading. Right. Right. So it's easy to say, oh, I'll get the donut instead of the morning glory muffin because the calories are so much larger. And to finally give some validation to our calorie counting listeners or or in rehab from calorie counting it it will work for a, a short amount of time until it doesn't so you you know if you're listening driving along to work and you're like no it does work when i stay under 1200 calories or 1500 calories or whatever that number may be it's only for a certain amount of time, and then the body cannot sustain it. Well, so. right. Like, how many times have we each done that? I mean, oh, how many, many times have you said, well, the diet works? Well, no, the diet doesn't work if you're doing the diet again. The diet didn't exactly. work. <laughs> exactly. So it's all about a shift, not only in perspective, but, like, really looking down at the hard truth of it. The diet doesn't work if you have to repeat it. Oh, yes. And wouldn't it be so cool to see if on the back of labels, instead of all this information, it was like energy, <laughs> like what it gives you for energy yeah. or, or like less headaches, 2%, you know, yeah, like, or I don't like, know, it'd be very woo woo, yeah, but or it, like, would that be cool? John Smith wrote this and he makes $300,000 a year working for Lay's and marketing and advertising, <laughs> probably way more than that. And, yes. you know, he doesn't eat Lay's because he has heart issues whatever this exactly. like the, no the truth it's like not really funny the truth is we really want you to understand how to approach food in a way that is going to nourish support honor your body and to be educated yeah. and sometimes going with the masses isn't always the best thing for your body yeah i feel like you and i kristen have been counterculture for quite some time and we're just trying exactly. to get people to see the light so amen yeah so let, well, thank you yeah this was a great episode so we just want you to keep coming back keep learning more um keep feeling empowered keep striving to live your strongest best most vibrant life because that is the ultimate goal what is life without feeling happy and good in your body exactly so we'll see you guys in two weeks bye bye thank you so much for listening to the fiercely holistic podcast if you loved this episode head over to itunes to subscribe and leave a review to help us grow you can find kristen at nhhnutrition.com 
and Ciara at AuraNutrition.com. If you have any thoughts, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at fiercelyholistic at gmail.com. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. The views and opinions expressed during this series are solely those of the individuals involved.